you gore fiends and horror hounds this is brett from dimension z joined as i am every week by greg of the dead how you doing man good because we get to do a bonus episode yeah i love bonus episodes yeah so this is cool because we are joined by nate thompson but you direct these really cool short horror videos which i watched the first one you sent me uh cult affairs and it was really cool and i just Actually, a little bit before recording, stumbled upon your previous one, which honestly freaked me out quite a bit with that real fast ending. <laughs> right on, right on. I appreciate that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that you uh, saw that one yet. Cool. I yeah, it's it it cool. I liked it. So, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Uh, so, my name's Nate Thompson. I'm from Monroe, Michigan. Uh, 25 years old. I have three kids. That's the boring part of things. Uh, the fun part is I make horror movies and I film professional wrestling. Um, horror movies are really my passion, but you know, professional wrestling. Growing up, I, you know, watching that, it's kind of like embedded in your personality. So, if you get a chance to you, you film it or work with it at any time when you grow up and you know become a professional, whatever, it's like hell yeah, man! I got that's a sweet. But uh, I don't think you realize how in line you are right now. You ask Brett to bring up pro wrestling oh, almost yeah. every episode in some way. I get a reference in, so that's perfect. Greg loves wrestling. I grew up on like, like the '90s ECW shit and like Mick Foley, yeah. especially. So like, yeah, I, I enjoy I like, a lot with that. Rhino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoy that kind of stuff, and Greg is still like keeping up with it to this day. Oh, oh it's always. It, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I would say nowadays, man, it's you know, wrestling you in the, a little bit after 2005 there. It started to slow down a little bit, but now it's starting to pick back up in the, the indie scene hardcore. I mean, it's just like it was back in the 60s and 70s with the, the territories down in the countries. Oh, it's really starting to seem that way. We're going to lose bread if we go on wrestling too much, but real quick, <laughs> what promotion are you filming for? Uh, I do a lot for uh, pretty much a, a lot of different promotions. My main one is IWR, uh, Insane Wrestling Revolution. That's owned by Rhino, which is an ECW original. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, so like Rhino, um, I think I saw him wrestle before, like uh, where I live. Yeah, yeah he, he did. I know that yeah. show. Yeah. Okay. Really? Yeah. I know who you're talking about. That's nice. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Yeah, I know that era of wrestling, Greg. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> So, Nate, why don't you give, are we cool to spoil this movie, or it's six minutes? Should we give people the warning now to go watch it and then tune back in, and then we can talk about it? I'm fair with, I feel good with whatever you want to, uh, with whatever you want to do. Six and a half minutes, you know, it's kind of hard not to spoil some of it, because then you just end up not talking about half of it, but no, I'm, okay, I'm, so I'm confident with it, yeah. So yeah, if you're listening to this, you obviously have some free time. Even if you're driving, go ahead, risk it, do whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Six minutes long. It's YouTube. Just search Cult Affairs Nate Thompson, and it will pop up right away. Well, also, whenever the episode comes out, I'll post it on the Twitter. Okay, cool. So what what made you decide with this whole cult theme? Because I find we always discuss that there's a million different sections to horror, and obviously even in the other video of yours that I watched, Two very different styles. So what made you settle on the cult one for this one? So after I, I finished that first one, the What Lives in the Dark, that was, um, you know, that was primarily shot by just me. They, you know, I had my fiance and I had my daughter, uh, you know, do some some of the special things like pulling the chair. But I realized, like, you know, I want to 
yeah, that's cool that to get my you know little taste out there but i really want to start working with more people i want to get more people in here so what can we do say if i got four or five guys well for about a couple of weeks i you know i got my little office downstairs uh in, you know in my basement where i go down there hang out i write and for a couple of weeks you know i was just having this uh not necessarily a vision, but I had this image in my head of one guy sitting across the table from another guy and it kind of being like a, um, uh, not like a mob type scene, but almost like a, you know, you brought to meet with the head boss type thing. So I kind of, that kept intruding. Oh yeah. You can get the mob feel a little bit from it. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, so I threw, I drew that picture down almost like a, um, you know, kind of like a rough little shot list drawing. I drew that just a rough sketch so I could save it. And I, I was thinking, how can I work from here to where it could actually make sense and I can do this? And I don't know. It wasn't something that I had that I was holding on to that I knew I was going to write. It was more or less just one night I sat down and I just had that inspiration. And I, uh, I think I busted out the. I think we just lost you. Brett, you still on? Yeah, I'm still on. All right, Nate, can you hear us? I can hear you. Yeah, okay, well, we yeah, lost yeah. you. You said uh, I busted out the, and you went radio silent for a second. Like I was like I was <laughs> lo- I was uh, hanging on your last word. I was like bust out the what? Like the the sludge hammer? The- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't even know what I would say. Bust out now. I, I shoot. I lost my train of thought when no, I was we, saying that, I mean, but I know. Go ahead. Yeah, we talk about a lot of different busting type of things on this show, so it definitely makes sense. <laughs> yeah, we'll take it. I want to say, I really enjoyed the lighting a lot. I appreciate that, man. I, I do. I appreciate that. We used, uh, uh, it was two tube lights, and then, uh, so we used Godox lights. So it was two tube lights, and then one little Godox M1, which is basically not too much bigger than your cell phone, um, but right. it has all the different, you know, it has all the different light modes that you can uh, kind of play around with so what we did is we took that little guy and there's a you can kind of see it when uh mr james you know the scenes on mr james mm-hmm. and he's lit up in the face and he's kind of got that candle lighting that's that yeah. little m1 that we put there and then we just covered it up by the candle um, okay but i appreciate that yeah the, the lighting is one of those things that we never, we really weren't sure how it was going to turn out until it happened because i knew i wanted to do the transition from uh, blue to orange when we did the like the jump scare part in the middle yeah um, and i wanted and to have really, that i said which really like wakes you up in the middle because like especially because you play the cult leader don't you yeah yep yeah it's like because like you're talking like kind of real whispery and like dreamy and whatnot and then you get right. that like shock halfway through you're like oh okay yep i'm back I, you know, you <laughs> <laughs> right right and i wanted it was important to me i wanted to do Something cool that, you know, you don't see all the time. I wanted to trans, uh, do a transition of color grading. Not necessarily color grading, but lighting, I guess, to where it's one continuous shot, but you see it go from blue to now everything's orange all by the slam of a hand, and it didn't cut scene to do that. I thought that was kind of unique. I wasn't sure how it was going to end up playing out, uh, you know, once we edited everything, but I'm pretty happy with how it came out. I've also been seeing, like, here recently, like, if you're, like, pay attention, like, horror Twitter or, like, any of these Facebook groups or whatever, you'll see, like, start seeing trends. And people have been talking about how, like, important blue lighting is in horror movies a lot here recently. Yeah. So it's interesting how you bring that up. Yeah, yeah. Blue lighting is one of those things, man. It's like, you can't, in horror movies, you either gotta have blue lighting or you gotta have that greenish 
tealish type of hue, but it's one of those yeah. things where you kind of want to, if you're going to use it, you want to make it original, but it's one of those things that's it's been done so much. It's like, you got to really get it done right. If you want to make right. it original. Oh, yeah. So where did you have that? Was it just sitting in Jonathan's lap or how do you position that lighting? For, okay. So, um, when the scene was on Mr. James, the guy that was tied up. Mr. James, had, sorry, not Jonathan, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, no, you're good. We had uh, that little cell phone-sized light uh, right on the table, right underneath his chin. So it's kind of like the old putting a flashlight underneath your face at a, around a campfire thing. And oh, that's we, so cool. Yeah, yeah and then we... classic. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and then we hit it up, uh, hit it with the candle so you couldn't see it, and then... Right behind uh, Mr. James is an open room. That was actually a living room. So we killed all the lights there, but we put one tube light. And it's hiding behind the right pillar. So it'd be the left of Mr. James. You can kind of see it in one of the shots. Um, but we just used that to basically, the pillar to hide the actual light, the hard source of the light. And then the shadows that it would cast and light up everything else. And with the fog, it just kind of kind of blanketed out the whole room. Oh, nice. I'll have to go back and find that. Oh, go ahead, Brett. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I also like it, they like just to jump to the end. Um, like, that. it's a baseball bat. It's not like an axe, or it's not like yeah. a chainsaw, <laughs> you know? It's like, Thank the, you. I love seeing those show up in movies, but it was something different as well. And it's something about the bat that's just so much more, like, just gross because yeah. like it's one yeah. swing's not gonna do it you're gonna have to like do a few <laughs> swings on this dude like yeah that was another thing that we were doing uh it came time i knew we had to have a murder weapon right i just wasn't sure what it was gonna be i didn't want to do the knife uh you know because michael myers i didn't want to do a chainsaw because obviously it's, it's it's been done but how can you kill somebody with a weapon and it not not be a knife yeah, bats probably already been done too before, but it was just one of those things where like I can kind of pair it together with some creepiness. A bat might actually be a signature thing if we can keep it rolling. Oh, that would be cool. I actually like as well the bat because something about with well, we review these every week, movies. So blades almost start to lose their luster. Something about a blunt object seems so much more personal and brutal. And I'm assuming that's what you're going for in this. Right. You're just going to whack the person a thousand times with it. And especially shots where they go the whole way through with it. It's just almost sickening. It makes you feel, oh, this guy's evil. So I think it was a great choice. So I'm definitely on Team that. Bat when it comes to this. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, real quick too, I want to ask um if like you just said something about like maybe like you'd be doing more of these, and if yeah. you don't want to give it away, that's totally I totally get it. But what mask is that? Oh, the mask that was used. Yeah. So it was a uh, it was a mask we found online. I think it might it might even have been Amazon or some I don't know somewhere that we bought online. But it was it didn't look like that. It was a, a full on like had a. You know, a bunch of gray hair. I think it was like a, some weird granny mask. I don't know. I had a bunch of you know bushy eyebrows. So I was like, this is kind of cool, but this is something that I got to work with to make it. So I took off all the hair, uh, shaped it right. I put on an actual uh, like strap piece to where you can wear it because it would just fall off your head before. Mm -hmm. And I took off all the eyebrows, all the hair, and we kind of just did a little bit with the color, not too much, and then just threw it on and had my natural hair you know go over it and i was like i don't know man this is kind of creepy i kind of kind of digging this yeah 
Well, yeah, Halloween like even that. that's exactly what they did with the Shatner mask with Halloween. That's so cool that you like took the like for like okay, this is the base of the mat, like, and we want to yeah. make it this. Like that's pretty cool. Right, I appreciate that. Yeah, we were we knew we didn't want to just get a mask and use it. We had to make it our our own in a way. And you know the the mask itself, our character is not necessarily wearing it when he starts, but it's more or less like a uh, a mental thing or like a psychological thing. Like he has to put it on to, and that's just like what he does when he, they, it's just the tradition type thing. It's just something to add to the, the mystique overall. Well, yeah, he has to look his best. You, you put on your killing mask. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right on. So I was wondering, like, where does your relationship with horror kind of come from? Cause we talked on your pro wrestling thing, which if it was up to me, we could talk about all day, but Brett right. yelled at me. So where do you first find horror and where does it really cement for you as, Oh, I want to do horror. So, um, when I was growing up, I had a, uh, an uncle cliff, great guy. He passed away in 99 when I was three years old. So, Basically, what happens uh, when you go through something like that, you know, you get the the hand-me-downs, you know, all the the stuff he likes, you'll you'll get, you know, you get his old guitars, you'll get his old, you know, stuff like it's just sentimental. So, in you know, got your old his old PlayStation. uh, We were close and stuff. One of the things that's in all of that is a bunch of tapes. Now, those tapes consist of probably fifty percent. You know, old Raw's War, WCW, <laughs> just taping it from the TV, good old fashioned day. And then the other 50% is, you know, Halloween, Return of the Living Dead, stuff like that. Return of the Living Dead is one of the first horror movies I think I ever actually saw. And I, right then, I seen that naked lady and I was like, dude, this is it. I want <laughs> oh, this. Yeah. I'm Linnea three years Quigley, old. I'm digging right? it. Huh? Linnea Quigley, right? Like, yes. Yeah, yep. every time she pops up in one of those like late '80s horror movies, I'm just like, oh, okay, at least this one like it went up us like a notch rating, you know? <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. I just watched it uh, a couple weeks back too, again after so many years, and I was like, man, I, I'm still in love with this movie. Like, this is the perfect. I don't know what it is. It's the perfect mix with like of that old '80s horror and just the fact that that I don't know. It's just perfect. You also had me at VHS tapes. <laughs> Uh, Brooks a big VHS guy. All, all the Living Dead stuff hits pretty close to home for us. We're right in Romero country. Like I was just at the Living Dead Museum a few weeks ago that they just reopened in our town in a nearby city for us and everything. So we love all that stuff. What town is that in? Uh, that's in Monroeville, like a suburb of Pittsburgh. That's where they filmed oh, Dawn of the Dead and everything. So there's a ton of Romero stuff like around and everything. They have an actual museum. Like a little, it like, literally just opened like a week ago. Yeah, it's actually inside the My mall God. they filmed Dawn of the Dead in, and like the original escalators there, uh, the Evil Dead Two cabins there. They got a lot of like props from like used from Romero movies and like other movies as well. Like they got some. Uh, oh fuck, what's that Italian horror? The Italian zombie movie that oh zombie that's what it was called. They had shit from zombie. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I didn't so know we, that. We know you got a Halloween and. Um, the Living Dead stuff. So, if, let's say that you keep doing this for a while, which it sounds like you have all the plans to do, which I'm excited about. And eventually, you get a chance to reboot a beloved franchise. What would you pick? Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Okay, so that is a very good question. Or so I, I'd probably do 
I don't know if they'd be franchises, but there's two movies that, you know, if I ever had the power to do, I would love to put my spin on it. And um, first one is the old Nosferatu. I know they, there's a couple people that were in the works and making their own Nosferatu. I've always wanted to do that. And I think like a modern day or like a, you know, a Nosferatu in the 80s uh, England, like going through with punks and stuff like. Oh, nice. <laughs> kind of tying that together, having the old, like, you know, the Return of the Living Dead feel with the punks and, and stuff like that. I've always had that in my mind that I really wanted to do. And then another one uh, would be not necessarily as scary, but uh, I believe it's The Frighteners. It's the old Michael J. Fox movie with, uh, like, you can see ghosts, but the ghosts aren't necessarily scary. They're, like, kind of funny, but there is a scary, you know, portion. It's like a horror comedy. Those two, yeah, those two, I've always just have it in the back of my head. Like, man, if one day we get the, you know, get the keys to the wheel, we're going to go ahead and we're going to, we're going to do one of those. Nosferatu, especially. I just have that something about Nosferatu, like a bus stop in 80s England around (laughs) a bunch of like English punks. Like, I don't, it just, I just keep having that. I want to make it so bad. That'd be cool. Has some Flash soundtrack playing behind oh, it. I could go right, for that. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. You basically plug Gary Oldman out of Sid and Nancy and replace him with Nosferatu. <laughs> it's just Nancy falling around still. Sid. <laughs> exactly. So back to cult affairs. I saw like there's posters popping up and everything because I recently added you on some social media. So. Can people purchase these somewhere or anything like that? Yeah, yep. Uh, you can hit me up on any of my social media, natethompsonphotography.com. I have them for sale. I have T-shirts for sale. Uh, we got skate decks for sale. Uh, I did. I tried to do something that no one's ever done before or very few people have done before. And, you know, people make short films. They kind of just do it uh, as a calling card. Like, here's what I can make if you give me the money to make a real horror film. So yeah. I realized that, and I was like, well, man, you know why do I, why do we got to do it like that? What if we just did, what if we did everything, uh, like 10 out of 10, like full, full steam ahead. We just did it. What if, you know, we create a poster for a short film. Not too many people really create posters for short films because, you know, it's not necessarily a huge need, but I was like, well, let's go ahead and do that. And then once I did that, I was like, well, shoot, if I could sell these, let's do some t-shirts. Now, if I'm doing all this, and the, the film was self-funded, you know, we did it on a budget. It was really no budget, but if you break down camera costs and gear and et cetera, you're probably looking at you know, fifteen hundred to two grand that we did the movie for. So we've already that's turned not bad at all. We think we talk right. about some like guerrilla like style filming. That's pretty that's not a bad turnaround at we, all there. Well we've definitely right. sat there and like scoffed at a movie being like, Puh, they made that for under a million. It's like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was just one of those things where I was like, you know, not um, not tooting my own horn, but I think we got a good enough product that if I don't create this poster and I don't create shirts, I, I think I'd be doing it a great injustice because then all I'll have is, hey, check out my movie on YouTube, and that's it. And I'm, you know, yeah. I might be able to do some Facebook ads, hope that it makes film festivals, or I can just do this all myself and not wait for anybody to say, okay, now we'll make posters because we're making a full film or something. And the world today is really set well, I think, for short films compared to how it was before with the internet and social media and such, that it really right. can become more of a cultural thing. Look at, like, I know there's what they do is fan films. 
But you look at what the guys at Womp Stomp are doing with like the Never Hike Alone and stuff like that. They have a legit fan following. So it's not yeah. like before where it was just, here's padding my resume. It can like get a real like audience behind it now just doing these, what used to be, oh, here, now you know what I'm capable of. Or now it's a real legit art form that people follow right. and get excited about oh well, you're talking about that you're talking to a womp stomp fan right here like i love <laughs> what they do like i put their fan films above some of the actual entries in the friday the 13th franchise like the legit ones yeah that's saying something too yeah that's, not, yeah. that's how you know you're doing something right so where did you film this at by the way speaking about budget location lighting all the techie stuff was this done at a home or yeah so uh, this is, business yep so this was filmed in toledo ohio this is filmed in my house so the the scene that's taking place is actually in my dining room that's the same exact table where my first film uh the what lives in the dark where i'm playing chess it's the same exact table same exact scene it's something unique i wanted to do i, I got other houses i can use but i've always i just kind of it's something unique to be able to be like, hey, you know that table? Well, that's also in the first one, or this is whatever, you know. It's the same exact house, the same two rooms that we used. I was going to say, like, you got to keep that table forever then. Dude, or like, that's... one day, like, I'm 100% the, like, theorist of, like, well, like, I love, like, screen use merchandise and seeing things yeah. pop back up. So it's like, oh, shit. That was that <laughs> table for that, you know? It's like, you got to keep that table forever now. Yeah, now I'm thinking the next one I make, how can we put it in there? It's got to be, we just got to keep putting the table in there. That table (laughs) for you is the Delta 88 for uh, Sam Raimi. (laughs) Beat me to it by a second. Yes. Fuck you, Greg. (laughs) (laughs) For real, though, that's it. It's just, it's just got the inspiration and it's putting out magic, I guess. Hold on to it. So I know we're talking more cult affairs, but you mentioned, and I brought up earlier, the What We Do in the Dark what is that mask? Because, man, I got to know. Oh, the, the monster at the end? Yeah. That is my fiance's face, my good sir. <laughs> low, okay, low, this has been low. throbbing with horror. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. am I correct that you got some lighting going on and weird scary stuff for a second? I, I heavily altered her, her face. It's uh, Oh, thank God. Like oh, that. my God. She I was don't about to like that in real life. Yeah, no. It's, you could have had me going for a oh, while. Like, just <laughs> completely cold shouldered me. I felt terrible for a second. I'm like, oh, my God. We're just like, all right, on to the next topic here. <laughs> oh. no it was so basically it was um uh, it was her face and then we took uh, some liquify tools to really stretch her chin out uh make her eyes really big make it look really weird and kind of like uh ghost-like or like almost like that uh person in the screen painting from back in the day like how they had that really long jaw yeah. that's yeah. kind of yeah that's kind of so we liquefied it and then we um that's all it really was though it was just her and she uh she did a good job man i mean they're not actors you know that was my first project but just having the family being the first project like that it's kind of sentimental in a way especially if you keep creating projects and you go back and look at it and you're like damn that's what we did that together one night that's awesome that yeah like she got to be a part of that and whatnot like exactly what you said too it just makes it that much more personal it seems yeah oh yeah 110 percent and now I feel way better now that you explained all the editing you did. I, I'm still not over this. I'm like, oh no. Uh. 
So I got, well, I think we're almost wrapped up. Thank you for your time. But I got to ask like what the future holds for this. Like, is there a cold affairs too, or would it, a different title would keep bringing the same killer back or any ideas for the future that you feel like discussing? If you're oh, like, yeah, no I've... secret, by all means, that's fine too. Don't get me wrong. Um, a little secret. We're keeping some of the details, but what I can say for sure is that um, we are doing a, a full movie. It's going to be a full feature cult affairs. This is going to be the style, everything just like, you know, obviously the, the short film, that scene's not going to be in there because that was the short film, but it's going to be that plus a whole movie. So everything that, you know, all the answers uh, people want, all the backstories people need, it's all going to be in there. Uh, that's probably going to be out within, you know, the next year or so. Um, but other than that, I can't really say any of the cast because I'm excited for it. And, you know, we kind of won't want to jinx anything. Um <laughs> But yeah, that's no, fucking awesome, we're, man. We're that's more than I was even expecting. I was thinking, oh, hey, we're gonna do one we'll stretch it to eight minutes. I wasn't expecting full feature length. That's awesome. Oh yeah, no, we're we're going full full head in because this one was, you know, we put it out there as almost like a little like a like the, the worm on the line. You know, we threw the the sinker out there, and then everyone's been taking bites, and they're like, hey, man, I really want to see this flushed out into a full movie. Hey, I want to see the rest of this. Hey, are you guys gonna? Make-? And it's just like, damn, we got to do it now we put something out to where people's like i want to see it so yep we're gonna make the full feature that's where it left me at i got done watching it and i was like well fuck i want to know like goddamn six minutes i want to i want more <laughs> <laughs> so that's so awesome that you're doing that man good great oh, yeah. really good luck on that and definitely Thank let you. us know Thank like uh when you finish that up <laughs> for sure absolutely i'll reach out to you guys and we'll get it rolling yeah, well, thank you for your time. Um, by all means, you can drop where anyone would like to follow you. I don't know if you're doing a Kickstarter or anything like that, or just follow your movies, anything like that. By all means, plug anything you like here. Yeah, um, uh, NateThompsonPhotography.com, uh, Facebook.com slash NateThompsonVideo, and then uh, Instagram slash NateThompsonVideo. So NateThompsonPhotography.com, I'll have uh, most of my updates. I got all my films that I do there. I got buy all your merch there that you want from Call to Fairs and uh, then I'll have more updates and whatnot for the, the full film. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us today and everyone listening, please go check this out. Promise you, it's not a big time commitment. You can get it in way quicker than most of the movies me and Brett tell you to watch. You can be in and out but it's a really good time and now you have something to really look forward to with it. This is like a mini movie for the movie now. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely check right it on. out. Cause yeah, I'm looking forward to like what's going to be coming up and whatnot. Um, I'll post a link, like I said, uh, to called affairs on our Twitter, which is at okay. throbbing war. Um, and, uh, definitely check it out. Cause it is a lot of fun. It's really atmospheric. And like I said before, like the cult leader, Nate is awesome. All right. Well, that's all I got. Brett, you got anything else? No, I don't have anything else. Uh, you good, Nate? I appreciate you guys having me on. I genuinely appreciate it. All right. Well, we'll uh, see you guys on Friday, like usual for our uh, regular episode. I'm not sure when this is dropping, so I don't know what's next, but I don't know either. We hope cult affairs has left your brain throbbing with horror.